Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. For more Roy Green, visit RoyGreen.com for podcasts, blogs, highlights, and even a nice picture of Roy. Back to the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. I don't know. I just I just have trouble seeing uh, Elton John getting all uh, ready for uh, you know a night of bar fights. Catherine Swift, former chair of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, former CEO of the CFIB, WorkingCanadians.ca. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Roy. Linda Leatherdale, former money editor of the Toronto Sun. Vice President of Cambria, Canada, LindaLeatherdale.com, independent business journalist. Hi, Linda. Hello, Roy. And Michelle Simpson, the former seatmate to the current Prime Minister of Canada and former Liberal Member of Parliament, at Michelle Simpson on Twitter. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Roy. Okay, I'm out of here. You're on your own now. All right. What's the topic, Roy? Let's go, girls. (laughs) Let's go. I'll just sit back and listen. Bill O'Reilly? Well, I was just speaking with Gloria Allred, and uh, then we took a couple of calls from uh, one from a gentleman who said his wife had been sexually harassed and was almost tossed out of the country because she was a newcomer to Canada, and she'd been sexually harassed by a powerful doctor who, I guess, contacted people he knew, and life became difficult for her. And another caller from Hamilton told us that she'd been sexually harassed 10 years ago, went to her boss, explained what was going on, and her boss said, well, what do you want me to do? And, you know, I think we've discussed this on your show before. We did, some time ago, I think, with the Giancomeshi, when Giancomeshi's case was... And all three of us have had an an experience. And and it got me thinking, Roy, you know, I brought my father, when I had a complaint, I'm not going to tell you who it is, but it's a big organization in downtown Toronto, and uh, business, and I brought my father in because the gentleman was harassing me, and I quit. But guess what? Two years later... Two years later, I was offered his job. How about that? Mm. Uh, (laughs) Justice. Justice. Sweet justice. Yeah. And I know who that is, too. We're not (laughs) going to tell. Uh, Catherine, when when you hear women uh, talking about sexual harassment, that's the, from what I know and from what I've been told and what statistically seems to be evidence, um, this happens to more women than it doesn't happen to. Yeah, that's my experience, for sure. Um, it, it is not uncommon. Um, thankfully, I mean, to be fair, I think there's a lot more awareness of it. 
a lot more. Um, obviously, I'm not a big fan of overweening legislation because I don't think that tends to work. But uh, I think education and you know and more awareness of it and a, a lot of a lot of the challenges and and frankly, I think a, a legislative solution to to fall back on as a last resort probably isn't a terrible thing. But when I think back in my younger days, it, it really struck me. It was interesting. At first, when you're getting harassed, you think, oh, it's because I'm young, you know, and I'm – but then I, I was still relatively young, but I started to get more positions, and maybe I'm sure my colleagues, uh, Linda and Michelle, may, may back this up, but as I started to get more senior positions, it stopped. And then I was in the position of seeing – women much older uh, getting harassed, but they were in very junior positions. And I concluded, you know what? Youth might be a factor, but I think it's powerlessness that is the real factor here. Exactly. I agree. Michelle? I agree 100%. Well, there have been stories that have come out of Canada's parliament not so long ago about sexual harassment and sexual abuse, and, and it's involved MPs and senators and maybe other people in the bureaucracy. Um, is that, uh, is, it, is it not uncommon in, the, in Canada's parliament? Because I'm thinking if the nation's legislators engage in this kind of uh, behavior, then that's something that needs to be addressed. Is that something that is, I don't know, fairly commonplace in, in, in parliament? I a believe... Fair it, question? It, I believe it's a lot more common than people may think. Uh, There's various reasons for it, no excuses, various reasons, but um, yep, I do, And but I chose when I was there, and to Catherine's point, I was older. You know what? Uh, you know, I'd look at these guys and say, I'm too old a cat to get screwed by a kitten. And, uh, you know, I just moved on. Uh, but that isn't something that everyone can do, Roy. Yeah. You know, it's, some, it's, it's amazing to me that some past middle-aged, pot-bellied, beer-breathed, occasionally shower, not too often, <laughs> smelly guy yep. thinks he's going to be at- attractive to or irresistible to um, a woman and is going to prove to her just what a stud he is. What's wrong with these guys? <laughs> well, listen. You know, just, uh, I, I just like to, t- I just right. like to tell them. You know, you're a, you're a fat old fart. Uh, yeah. Just go away. You know, you're not. I've even had one come on to me lately, Roy, and said, "Well, you're lucky I'm coming on to you because you're old." <laughs> Oh, Are you really? I am serious. I, I'm not going to go there. But it's so it continues to happen. To i got to tell you, this time I just laughed. Old so I went, oh, my goodness, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> but yeah. I think getting to the Parliament issue, my experience both in, in government and business is that typically people with pos- so-called position power, they're senior in some way. Yeah. And, and again, not everybody. I mean, again, not to paint everybody with the same brush, but... A, a significant proportion feel it's kind of their right to, to you know, harass. They, they wouldn't think of it as harassing either. And as Linda was alluding to, many would think they're complimenting you. So. No, I know it's but one of their entitlements. 
And, of course, in government, boy, when you're surrounded by the yes people, you're surrounded by when you're a member of parliament or a provincial politician or whatever, there's always going to be a certain portion there that are going to take advantage of that and harass younger and less powerful females. You know, I, I worked for a guy when I was in my early 20s. I was sort of reluctant to mention this, but uh, I, think it's, I think it's important that things be talked about and, and people understand, women understand what they don't need to accept, particularly young women who may not have a lot of experience in the, in the, in the work world and find themselves in a competitive environment and wonder, am I going to harm my career, harm my possibilities? If I, if I complain about this, maybe I just should say nothing. Well, I worked with a guy and I was sitting and worked for him. I sat in his office periodically and we'd go over issues that had to do with the radio station that I was at at the time. So I was probably about 20, 21 years of age. And a young woman would walk into his office, and maybe it was somebody from uh, another department in the station who was delivering something or somebody who was asking a question. Whatever it was, a young woman would walk into his office. didn't matter if I was sitting there or anybody else was sitting there. He would say to her, inevitably and invariably, he'd use the same line. Take off your clothes and turn out the light. <laughs> and I remember saying to him, you know, you're just you're a pig. And that was the guy, that was my boss. Probably still is a pig. (laughs) And I I remember, you know, like I was in my, you know, I was 20, 21 years of age. And I couldn't believe that here was this guy who was probably 40, had a wife and kids. And every, he'd always use the same line. And and then I remember, I remember looking at the, the faces of the young women he was talking to and they didn't know what to do. They were just sort of frozen in place. And then he, he would just sort of laugh and say, yeah, just, I'll talk to you later, bye. And then they would leave. But they were in this uncomfortable sort of twilight zone of not knowing what to say, embarrassed because if it was a younger woman, they knew me a little better than they knew him because we were the same age. And maybe we hung out, maybe we had beers periodically, and I was a group at the radio station. But this guy said it every single time, and it never came back to haunt him, never. And that, I think, was more uh, a, a reality of the times than, than anything else. Yeah, I think yeah, we're yeah, getting think away so. with that today. And, yeah. and that's at least the good news is there's less tolerance, more awareness. And, and I think the bottom line is a lot of these people, frankly, and I, I remember it well, I, don't, I, I truly believe they don't think they're causing offense. They think they're being cute or they think they're flirting or whatever. But what they don't realize is for those people that are on the receiving end, it's hurtful. It's often, like you say, Roy, confusing, or they're saying, oh, my gosh. What do I do? I feel so uncomfortable, but I don't want to say anything because I could lose my job. And it's not a nice position. No. No, and I want these guys to know that you're not really, you're not admired by other men. Exactly. The majority of men would look at you and say, you know, will say things to you that I can't (laughs) say to you on the radio. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Grow up, Charlie. But it's uh, but it, obviously it's still ongoing. And but there's also the question people ask: Well, where's the line between complimenting somebody, for example, and sexually harassing somebody? So if you're walking toward a fellow employee who happens to be a woman and you're a man, and somebody looks, you know, they're nice, they're well dressed, they're, you know, and, and you just happen to say as you pass by, "Well, you look nice today," and then you just keep going, you don't say anything else. Is that sexual harassment? Because it happened to somebody I know. And that person was reported on, and that the guy who said that, who meant nothing other than to say, you look nice today, he was sent for remedial training. Oh, that's, that's the problem. Is, there is, a gray, there is a, a gray zone. 
yeah. for sure. And I think, yeah. though, if you're in a given environment with people you know reasonably well, you're going to know if they mean something like, like that comment genuinely and, and it's not, you know, it's, it's actually just an honest compliment or if you're a creep. But, of course, when you don't have that knowledge, or some also, women can be hypersensitive. I'm the first to admit people can take umbrage at something that, frankly, was pretty innocent to. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mentioned this on the air a number of years ago. Um, and I was, I was in Hamilton. I was walking down street toward uh, City Hall, and it was the middle of the day, and uh, on the sidewalk coming toward me was a woman, and it was, um, I was walking down the hill toward her. She was walking up, and and I could see that she was getting uncomfortable because, you know, here was she was by herself and I was by myself. But it's the middle of the day. We're downtown. And she, I could tell she was uncomfortable because she was pulling her coat more tightly around her. And when we got even with each other, I just to try to, I don't know, ease her apprehensions if she had any, I just said, hi. And as I, as I walked by and all I heard was, F off, creep. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, yeah. That's overkill. Yeah, yeah. that's, yeah. that's yeah. overkill. Yeah. But I felt bad. You know, I felt, did I do something wrong? Did I? No. Should I, should I have kept my mouth shut? Should I have crossed the road? Or, you know, because you do ask yourself, well, what did I just do to somebody? I just said hello. Maybe that's, you know. Anyway. Let's take a break, and we'll come back with Catherine and Michelle and Linda, the beauties and the beast. We have more to talk about migrants crossing the border. The Conservative Party leadership with Maxim Bernier being on this program earlier today. And maybe we'll find something else we'll have time for. With the beauties, Catherine Swift, WorkingCanadians.ca, Michelle Simpson, former Liberal MP. And uh, at Michelle Simpson on Twitter, Linda Leatherdale, at Linda Leatherdale, at uh, LL Leatherdale. And then LindaLeatherdale.com is her webpage. Now I've completely confused you. We'll take a break and come right back. He weighs both sides of the story and chooses what's right over what's wrong. More Roy Green on the Chorus Radio Network. Tomorrow you're going to hear from a young man I've known for 10 years, and he's going to talk about what happened when he who emigrated from Mexico and followed all of Canada's rules to become a first a resident, then a citizen, when he and his wife encountered two other young people from his area of Mexico, and they asked the other couple why they were in, why they were in Canada. They were claiming refugee status. It's the rest of the story that you want to hear. Darwin sent me an email from Calgary. We had Maxime Bernier on the show before. One of our callers from Alberta said, uh, the West has no time for any Quebecer. Uh, Roy, contrary to what was previously said, Bernier is not despised in the West just because he's a Quebecer. We're smart enough to realize that we won't elect a conservative government with scant support from Quebec, so we understand someone like Bernier can bring Quebec votes. Yes, I'd like another Western PM, but what I want even more is another conservative PM, regardless where he's from. I think Bernier would be a reasonable solution. Bernier is smart, bilingual, fair-minded, and would make a good PM. My son belongs to the UFC Conservative Club, and they like Maxime. He appeals to the younger crowd, and that is good. Catherine Swift, Michelle Simpson, Linda Leatherdale. Um, when it comes to who will inherit the mantle of leader of the Conservative Party, may I ask the three of you to just uh, give us a sense of who you like, and I'll start with uh, the former Liberal MP. Who do you think would be the... The greatest challenger 
to uh, Justin Trudeau from the 14 nominees, or at least 14 contenders, for the Conservative Party leadership, Michelle. Michael Chong or Andrew Scheer, I'm not a fan of Maxime's. They're less than 30 seconds. Okay, Andrew Scheer is on the show tomorrow. Okay. At this time. Linda, who do you think would make the best leader for the Conservative Party of Canada? You know what? I'm going to bow out, Roy. I'm going to listen and tune in tomorrow. I listened to Maxine in your interview, and I thought he came across really, really well. Um, but i got to tell you, people, uh, I'm just, what's given on, going on in the world? Le Pen, Trump, on and on. Kevin O'Leary, I don't know. I don't know. Everybody knows who he is. So I'm going to just tune in tomorrow, and can I talk to you about this next week? Well, certainly. Yeah. Okay, Catherine, who do you like so far? Well, I, I know a lot of these people personally, as I'm sure Helinda and Michelle do, too. And and I like a lot of them as people. You know, I, I hate to sort of pick and choose. But, frankly, I like Maxime. I know Maxime very well. I've, I, I, I co-chaired a couple of committees with him back in the day. Um, he's been consistent for years uh, in terms of his points of view. He's a real libertarian, which is a real freedom-loving person. And personally, I, I'm, I'm all for freedom. I think personal freedom is number one in, in every respect uh, for anybody. He's not an interventionist. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I'm sorry I didn't hear him. Actually, I wanted to, and I, I just couldn't tune in earlier. But like I say, I, I, I know the guy pretty well, uh, and... Um, uh, of course, he's got his foibles, just like everybody does. But I do think, too, one one thing, too, is that he's worked on his English like mad. I can tell you that for a fact, <laughs> because a few years ago, he he would have had trouble. But he, he's clearly worked on it a lot and successfully. And um, and I tend to think he'd give Trudeau a run for his money. He's... he's uh, He's quite uh, he, now. He's very bilingual, and uh, and the other thing is he's a he's a likable person. He hasn't got a mean edge to him, a- and I think that didn't serve Harper well. You know, there was a side to Harper that I mean, he was a, an introvert and, and and that kind of thing. But I think Maxine genuinely likes people, and in a crowd, he's a natural sort of you know handshaker and so on and so forth, and that tends to serve most politicians quite well. Okay, and um, we have a minute, just a minute left. What would you do as far as the migrant issue on the border is concerned? Can you do this one in 10 seconds, Michelle? Build a wall. (laughs) 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 We get blamed for everything that goes on in the U.S., but they're, they're racing across the border to Canada from the U.S. Anyway... There you go. Okay, build a wall. Linda, what are you going to build? It's getting scary, uh, Roy, just the whole world situation. I can't say build a wall, but I think, you know, we're seeing what's going on in France right now. There's so much concern. Um, You know, it's a troubled world. So we should know who's coming into our country. All right, and I think Michelle was just joking about the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't send me emails. Don't Don't send me emails. Uh, Five seconds, Catherine. don't do if you're prime minister is say come come one come all doesn't matter we welcome you all because frankly i don't blame these people for jumping the border yep. they, were, they yep. were told that was okay yep that's the point i was making last weekend and people were disagreeing with me no that's oh no you're okay. right i want to read you as just before you depart i want to read you an email from Anne. good show as usual very much respect the beauties on your show and you as well you're a good man uh, you are a good man, Roy. <laughs> I was just, I'm fishing for a compliment from you. <laughs> 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 
great man. <laughs> well, clearly that's a very astute listener. I'd say so. <laughs> thank you, Linda. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you, Roy. Thank you, Roy. Talk to you next Saturday.